This time on the Roll Right Radio podcast with New York Mike. Fight with every breath you have. That's the way to win. I know everybody isn't a warrior. Everybody isn't going to take on the world. I understand that. I'm just hoping that I can inspire enough people, enough my fellow Americans to understand and feel like this is our role. This is our job. World politics is local. Bring that down to the individual, you individually, that you vote. And if you want to expand on that, get your friends and family to vote. Get out there. Talk to other people, people you don't know. Talk to people and talk about your feelings, your beliefs. This is what America offers to us. Don't give up on America. Trousers and motorcycle boots And a black leather jacket with his name on the back He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Right Radio His name is New York Mike And welcome to the show This is Roll Right Radio on New York Mike Today is November 3rd And today's podcast is about yesterday Matter of fact, today's podcast is yesterday's podcast I want you to listen to this podcast, it is from yesterday when I was here at Excalibur and outside, and I was looking at my Twitter feed and I was talking to people outside, and I was hearing the doubts about the election. I was hearing people's concerns, and we were talking about this. I'm like, don't be all disappointed if we lose. And I said, we're not going to lose. And then I I decided it's so important that people have that mindset to win. You can't win. With a losing mindset, you can't let doubt enter into it. It poisons. It's toxic. It takes away from that total will to win, which you have to have, especially when you're in a stretch. A stretch when you can see the, the finish line and you, you're behind by a couple of you. You're just going to pull on that sprint and you just you got to be motivated to win. And anything that enters your mind that creates doubt or concern, or gets you thinking that you're not going to win, even for a second, is going to hurt, and we can't afford it. It was a great election. Winning in in Virginia, and I said it yet. Yeah, I don't want to say, oh, I predicted the win. It wasn't that. It was that I knew that everybody, it takes everyone, your vote counts, your thought counts, everything counts. We've got to be on the same page. All of us, the whole country, we got to feel it, we got to project it. We got to put it out to each other. When we look at each other, we have to look at each other and see that will to win, no matter what the odds. But certainly yesterday when Yonkin was ahead going into it, you can't doubt, not for a second, not for a moment. And New Jersey, I talked about it yesterday in New Jersey. It's a win. Jack Cedarelli is is going to win this. <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm watching this thing and I know his wife is Diane and I'm, all I can think about is, you know, Jack and Diane, I just thought that was just the greatest. It's the story of Jack and Diane. I mean, it's just great. You got to keep believing. You've got to keep believing. And there was a lesson for the Democrats yesterday. We all know that. Yeah, the Democrats, they learned their lesson. Well, let's see if they learned their lesson. Let's see if they underestimated the desire for freedom of the American people, freedom from mandates, freedom from this toxic CRT that they're in denial of. 
But there's a lesson for Republicans, for, for Americans, for conservatives, for those of us who love this country, the freedom, and all the things that I talk about on the podcast. There's a lesson here. And that lesson is that we can win even if we don't think. No one thought we were going to come close to New Jersey. No one thought we could come close. And yet, Jack Cittarelli, you know what? Even if he doesn't win the election, I think he will. Because I think there's a lot of shenanigans going on in New Jersey. And there was a lot of stuff that's been happening. And hopefully we're going to get in there and fight and overturn every one of those questionable, at least, you know, you don't leave any stone unturned in an election that's this important. So don't give up on it. Don't give up on the fact that we can win, that we will win. And don't let your adversaries see that moment of doubt because it's going to give them hope. It's going to give them a little more fight. You don't want to do that. You want to keep that fight alive on our side. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was, I did it yesterday. I think it's so important. A winning mindset is critical to winning and winning is what counts. The will to win is the will to believe in yourself, believe in America. God bless the country. Enjoy the podcast. I'm New York Mike. Rolling right. Enjoy. Hi, I'm New York Mike and this is Roll Right Radio. Today is November 2nd. Let me tell you about my day. November 2nd is a big day in America. We got governor's races and races for judges and everything around the country. And the big one is the governor's race in New Jersey and the governor's race is Virginia. I know everybody's talking about Virginia, Virginia. They got Terry McAuliffe against Glenn Youngkin. So that's a big one and everybody's excited about it. I'm excited about Jack Cedarelli. Governor Murphy would be, you know, one of the first Democrat governors to win re-election in I don't know how many years. And people just don't seem to be quite as excited about the possibility of that race. I just drove down to Excalibur. I come to this place and I'm sitting outside and I'm, I'm talking with the guys, not expecting to do a podcast, but I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my phone, look, reading all that stuff that I tend to do on a you know, regular basis, talking to the guys, just doing the things we normally do. And I'm seeing stuff like, oh, well, we're going to be ahead. And at three o'clock in the morning, the Democrats going to win. Or let's see what the Democrats do to, to win this. And I'm seeing that from people who are normally strong people. In my opinion, today's the day to be inspirational. Today's the day to believe in something. And I, I keep on thinking, first die, then give up. I don't even want to give up when I die. I believe that there's an afterlife, whether it's heaven, hell, whatever you believe, we're going to go forward. We're going to move on. It's, nothing ends. It just keeps on. And nothing ends in our battle to keep America great, to make America better every day, a more perfect union. That's what this country is all about. This country has meant so much to the civilized humanity. America, a, a nation, an independent nation, the Declaration of Independence that said, all men are created equal and endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. And among those rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What inspirational words. And let's not forget, that's how we were established. That's the structure of who we are. 
that declaration of independence, the, the battles that ensued, and I'm not talking about the gun battles. I'm not talking about the, the Revolutionary War. I'm talking about the battles amongst ourselves, amongst the colonies and the colonists that just argued and fought to try to make this a more perfect union. It's our job not to give up this revolution that we started was more than just a revolution of 13 colonies to become the United States of America. It's a revolution of mankind, of humankind. A country is formed and established. Our rights are given to us not by a president, a czar, or a king. I mean, a king, that was what people believed. Just like when Christopher Columbus set sail, they believed that the, the, the earth was flat and his ships would fall off the end of the earth. People believe you're ruled by a king or a queen. That king or that king was ordained with, you know, some magical powers given to them by God. It, 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 that's what they believed. And then America, the first nation to be founded and established that our rights are given to us by our creator, inalienable rights. You can't take them away. Those rights are given to us by God. But we had to fight for it, even to argue amongst ourselves. How many of the original colonists of this country believed in so fervently that they were willing to take on the British, the most powerful military nation on earth at that time? How many were willing? Not even half. And yet we persevered, yet we fought through it. And then we argued and fought the Federalist Papers, all the pamphlets and the newspapers and everything else that inspired people. People had to be inspired. What more inspirational people than people like Thomas Paine and Thomas Jefferson and George Washington? These people, they never said, we're going to lose. They never said, the king is going to prevail. They believed with every fiber of their body, with everything that they had, they believed. And people fought and died for this belief to live a life for themselves, for their families, for posterity, with rights given to us by God, by our creator, not by a king or a czar or a president. And that's what we fight for. That's what we fight for. That's what we fought for. And it continues. We don't want anything to bring us to a point where we fight amongst ourselves with anything but words. When you see people arguing, the left, the right, just be grateful. Be grateful that we're arguing, that we're fighting amongst ourselves, that we're debating. Yeah, people are cheating. There's no question about it. That's not going to take my hope, my, my faith in this country and who we are and that we have our creator on our side. We're being tested. We're being tested every day of our lives. That belief that we have to have, that faith is being tested all the time. And we can't give up. Don't let them see you sweat. Don't let them see you question 
are we going to win or we're not going to win? No, we're going to win. Then we're going to win. First you die, then you give up. Fight with every breath you have. That's the way to win. And everyone out there, I know everybody isn't a warrior. Everybody isn't going to you know, take on the world. I understand that. I'm just hoping that I can inspire enough people, enough my fellow Americans to, to understand and feel like this is our role. This is our job. All politics, all politics is local. Bring that down to the individual, you individually, that you vote. And if you want to expand on that, get your friends and family to vote. Get out there. Talk to other people, people you don't know. Talk to people and talk about your feelings, your beliefs. This is what America offers to us. Don't give up on America. Don't give up on individual elections. I'm not naive. I understand. When they tell people to come to the polls, oh, if you receive the ballot, you can't vote. Whatever the games and the gimmicks are, it's our job to overcome those games, those gimmicks. It's our job to keep this country free. And no, we're not going to win every battle. But if we give up, if, if we have an attitude that says, yeah, you know what? I don't care how hard we fight and how much we do and how much money we spend. And they're just going to cheat at the end of the day. They may. But we're going to win. As long as we believe that we're going to win. As long as we keep fighting, we're going to win. We're going to win. Take a look at what's going on in Virginia. We're going to win in Virginia. Don't even think for a second that we're not going to win in Virginia. And we're going to win in New Jersey. It's the result of hard-fought, hard-fought campaigns by a lot of people, not just Glenn Youngin, but all the other people around him, the whole campaign. Those are people that went out there and worked. They fought. They worked for you. They gave up time with their family, with their job, whatever. They gave up time to go out, knock on doors, do what needs to be done. You're saying things like, oh, it's inevitable. We're not going to win. They're going to take it. It takes away from what inspired them, what motivated them to get out there. I'm telling you, don't even think that way. Look, they call us names all the time. Everything from deplorable to racist. Don't accept it. Don't take that to heart. Take that as an insult, as the insult it is. They're insulting Americans. They're insulting you and me and our families. I don't want to call the other side deplorable. I'm not going to call them racist. I don't like their policies. I certainly don't like this CRT, this critical race theory. It's a theory. What? You're going to teach this theory that white people are bad, that we are oppressors? You're going to teach this theory to our kids in schools? No. But I didn't call you a deplorable, did I? I didn't say you were racist. I don't like being put in a box. I don't like your mindset. I don't like anything about it. And, and I will fight to continue to have Americans believe in this great country. We're only going to stay great if we believe we're great, if we believe we fight every day to be a more perfect union. That's what this country is about. And the fact that we're arguing and fighting, oh, don't let it get you down. We've always been arguing and fighting. 
Maybe we've gotten too complacent. I keep on seeing people complain about the Republican. Well, what is the Republican Party doing about it? The Republican Party can only do what it does as long as we keep getting Republicans elected to political office. That's our job as people, to step up, to step up. And we have the ability to do that, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever else. We can get out there. Oh, yeah, they take us down. This, this is a cancel culture. They cancel us. They take away our freedom of speech and our rights. And they, they fight. But they really can't, can they? They can't stop us. If we don't let them stop us, don't let them silence you. Don't let them discourage you. Don't let them get away with calling you racist. This is not a racist country. I think I've talked about this before. I'm watching a series called Resurrection. It's a great series, five years, like hundreds of episodes. I think each season is about a hundred episodes or something. I'm in, the, I'm in the fourth season, episode like 30 or 40 in the fourth season. And I'm looking forward to every episode I watch and I'm going, Oh my God, what am I going to do in this sense? It's about the Muslims in the 12th century or the 13th century, 1200s, just, be, just before the, the Second Crusade. And it's in Turkish, so you, you got to read the subtitles. And it's a, it's a whatever, epic kind of a five-year thing going on, talking about this leader that they had, Erdogan, of the Kea tribes and how they... And it, it, it just shows the life of the nomad Muslims, the Turks, as they travel throughout that whole part of the world. It's filmed in Turkey, and it's incredible. And not that it's, I said, I was talking to somebody about this outside. They go, Mike, you're going to be a Muslim? No, it's not that point. The point is, I, first off, I love history, and I've read so much about medieval times and all, all this about the hit, how we got to where we are. But seeing it, it gives me a clear picture. And, and they've really tried to depict what went on in the mo most realistic way. And I know they worked hard because I've read a lot about it. And, and it's based on their history. I, I don't know how factual every episode is. I'm, I'm sure these stories, some are there. Bubamats. Bubamats, that's a grandpa, grandmother that, that talks up in stories. That's what Bubamats means, grandma stories. But that's, that's how history was passed on. Stories of people to people, generations to generations. And this is the story of Erdogan and how he led his people. His son became a great leader and the founder of the whole thing, the Ottoman Empire. He lived to 90 years old. So I, having known that, I feel better because, you know, as you, as you, you watch these series, you kind of get involved and he comes so close to death. He's captured, he's tortured, he's, he goes through so many things. People who write this are going to write, but I find out it's based on truth that the guy lived to 90. I feel better because I know he's going to survive. But, you know, it just shows you that although, yes, things have changed all around us, humanity hasn't changed. What they believed in, that what fortified them to continue and inspired them to go forward and, and, and live through the hardships that people had to endure 
in, in those days, I think about the hardships that we endured as Americans, maybe not us, but you know, the pioneers, the, the people that came here in the 1500s, 1600s, the Mayflower and, and all that, the battles and the fights and the wars. I always, every time I travel, and I love to travel around the country on my motorcycle, I just get that, that, that sense of America. And, and I love when I'm traveling through St. Louis, there's the arches and the arches that they were built to celebrate and commemorate the pioneers because in those days, that was the last stop where they'd had a, they'd be able to stock up provisions and goods. And then after that, it was all the covered wagons. And I think about that men and women with their children headed out to the unknown. My God, I mean, but there was so much of that in what settled this great country. What they went through, they're going to be looking at us. We're talking like, oh my God, if McCullough gets elected, the world's going to come to an end. It's not going to be as good. And if Yunkin gets elected, who will, by the way? But it doesn't end America. Don't get me wrong. I'm just as guilty as other people are. It keeps me up at night. I watch the news. I get upset. Every minute, there's a lot of me being totally upset with everything going on and not depressed. That's going to take away my will, my will to fight. I talked about this, I think, the last episode you know, I did with Katrina. We talked about the will and how important it is to have that. And I'm going to bring on my, my friend, again, Richard Ada's book, how the rally is coming out. It'll be out November 9th, if you can find it. And I, I keep on talking about Richie Ada. And he had these big guns, man, on the tennis court. Big serves, you know, big everything. But that's not what had him win, in my because I, you know, played against him so many times. It was that fierce will he had to win. The will, you could feel it. It was like another weapon, not just a big serve, not just a big volley, but that will was like, whoa, man, you felt it. Well, that's what we have to keep going. Yes, we're going to have, we're going to lose some things we've lost. Look at Joe Biden. Look what's going on. It's horrible. Look at what he's doing right now in Scotland with this ridiculous climate change. We talk about these things. We talk about we keep on fighting. We keep on fighting. Who, whoever expected Joe Manchin to step up the way he has, and even now, step up again? He's there. I believe him. I really do. Well, him and, and Kristen Cinema, and look, she's quiet. She's. I don't see the press conferences. I don't see what I see with Joe Manchin. But that doesn't mean that she's not as strong, or maybe stronger. We don't know because she is so quiet about it. But they're standing up to the, this radical, the squad and, and all their ridiculous Green New Deal. So they're standing up. It's your inspiration. You and me as individuals, we make noise. We send letters. We send emails. We call. There are representatives, whether they're Democrat or Republican, they represent you and me. And if, if there's a Democrat that's representing you in your district or wherever you live and you contact them in any way, it has meaning. Don't stop. Don't stop believing. Don't stop fighting. Don't stop. Don't give up. Remember, you're endowed by our creator. You can't lose.
You can't lose if you believe that. You have God on your side. The other side doesn't believe that. The other side, they, they're not looking at that. They're embracing communism. They're embracing a whole different thing. When they say, oh, yeah, they cling to their guns and their Bibles. Well, what's wrong with that? Our guns, the Second Amendment, that's a big deal. It's not as big as our Bibles. Our belief in that creator, our belief that what established this country is going to stay front and center for what this country stands for, a beacon of that's the hope. It's not the hope you're going to come here and get a great job or start up a great business. Yeah, you can, and maybe you will. It's the hope that you're in a country where all men and women are created equal. We have the equal chance to get to be successful, to get ahead, no matter where your starting line is, whether you have an advantage, a disadvantage, a privilege, a non-privilege, doesn't matter. It's how much fight do you have inside you to win, to keep fighting, not to let anything slow you down or stop you. The fear is the biggest enemy of success. The fear of losing, the fear Imagine those pioneers going, leaving St. Louis, leaving and, and going off in the wilderness and thinking about just surviving in the wilderness. How are they going to do it? Thinking about coming up against the natives, the Indians. And it was well known what was going on, what was happening. How many of these settlers, how many of these pioneers were killed? How many of their families were killed? This was not something easy to do, and, and it was easy to be fearful. It was easy to be intimidated. It was easy to just say, wait a minute, I think I'm going to stay here and set up a little store. Maybe I'll go to work somewhere. So I'll get a job on a whatever. I mean, it was easier to do that than go forward if you let fear stop you, if you let fear interfere with your desires, your commitment to get out there and settle in a new land. And it's no different today. It's the same. I watched this resurrection article. It's their, their willingness to fight their belief and their belief in, in God. That that's, and I don't want to sound like a, some Bible pushing, whatever, but I believe in that God. I believe that we're endowed by our creator. I believe that. That's not something I have to be a little bit like, don't want to say it. No, I want to say it. I want to say it proudly. I, I believe why we're here. I believe in the hereafter. I do. I'm not self-conscious about that. I'm not going to say, ooh, I don't want people to think I'm some sort of a nut job. That's just not what it's about. I believe fervently. In God, I know I've said that a thousand times. I get it. But it's important that you understand that's what motivates me. That's what motivates me to believe that this country was founded as a beacon for people all over the world, the oppressed. And that, how many people can we let in? You know, people argue on the other side, the Statue of Liberty, send us your poor, your tired. Okay, let them come here legally. But how many years did they come to Ellis Island? They have to come here legally, but... We're here so that we can attract people to further their lives and the lives of humanity. 
we've been through these things before. The one thing that has stood out is the will of mankind led by leaders with that iron will, that belief. My belief is in America first. My belief is that there's a reason for this country. My belief is that there's a reason that we battle and that we fight and that we continue to negotiate amongst ourselves. What's the best thing? Without the contrast of people on the left and the people on the right, you're not going to move forward. You can't move forward with just with my vision or with your vision or with their vision. You need this contrast. You need this argument. You need to eliminate some of the things that maybe we need to eliminate, that what they need to eliminate, and then go forward. Not with the compromise, but the agreement that this is going to be moving us forward. You believe in God? I believe, yeah, maybe the Democrats fixed the election. But the joke's on them. If they did fix the election, look what they got. Joe Biden, please. This is what you end up with? That's robbing a bank and ended up with all counterfeit money. Yeah. I mean, it's clear and obvious. He wasn't capable of winning an election, and he's certainly not capable of running the country. And I think the only reason that the Democrats are keeping him there is because they know that Kamala Harris would be worse. So believe in this country. Believe in, in the fight and the battle. Believe that it's worth it. Believe that we're going to win. Don't give up before the game is over. Don't give up because we're down a few points, which we're not. But certainly don't give up when we're ahead. We're crying out loud. You know, we began the day with Yunkin and Jack Chitterelli. He was in a dead heat with Murphy. We began the day even and then ahead. And, and I keep on saying these dire predictions. They're going to take it away from us. They're going to take well, you know what? If they're going to do it, they're going to have to do it and not get caught doing it. And then what are they going to do with the results of the citizens, especially in Virginia, who have been so voiceless, so loud, God bless them, standing up at these PTA meetings, standing up to the, the, the unions, the teachers' unions, the schools. What are they going to do with all these people that stood up in outrage over the teaching of CRT. We had a COVID pandemic. What did it do? Yeah, a lot of people died. But you know what? We stood up. We persevered. We had the will to fight. Donald Trump, warp speed, Operation Warp Speed. We got the vaccine. We have other things. And we're fighting it. And our immune systems are growing and getting stronger against it. We're going to win the battle. But what happened during that battle... People stayed home. Their kids stayed home. They got to see what their kids were learning in school. They got to see what was going on. Then they got to see who's going to force people to wear masks, force people to get vaccinated, vaccination passports. They got to see that. And this is what we are all standing up against. This is what we're fighting we're seeing something for the first time. I've been fighting motorcycle helmet laws forever. I got to keep reminding people, there's only 19 states that have helmet laws for adult motorcyclists. Only 19. You would think the whole country. No. 
But we've got to keep it that way. We've got to fight. We've got to get less than 19. We want it all to go away. Do you want to wear a helmet? I respect that. I wear a helmet a lot. I don't want the government telling me that. Now, people are okay with the government telling them that they have to have vaccines in order to go shopping, in order to go to the stores, in order to get on an airplane. That's not acceptable. And look at the people who are stepping up. The firefighters, the EMT people, the nurses, the doctors, the police departments around the country. They're stepping up. They're fighting. They have the will to say, you know, if this is going to cost you my job, so be it. Be inspired by that. Be motivated by that. This is what America is. This is why we're the greatest country on the face of the earth. This is what works. Yep, I know. Yeah, I want to have leaders in place. I want to be able to elect those leaders, those mostly Republicans. It's just the way it is. I want that. But that's not who leads. It's the people. We, the people, we step up. Our voices are heard. We have the right to redress. We have the freedom of speech, and we need to exercise that freedom. Otherwise, we're going to lose it. We need to fight against the cancel culture. We need to fight against censorship. We need to stand up, step up, and say, this is America. We are endowed, endowed by our creator with these inalienable rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. What's the pursuit of happiness? Wherever you want to go, you want to run here, there, everywhere. Wherever you go, you're pursuing happiness. I said last time. There were certain, you know, idioms, there's certain things that people say that I've always questioned, and sometimes I don't. I've always questioned when people say, oh, you fight fire with fire. They go, no, no, you fight fire with water. I don't see helicopters overhead throwing matchsticks down on the forest wires. They throw water. The firefighters have hoses. They don't spit matchsticks. They spit water. And the same thing I've heard all my life. Oh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. No. The road to hell is paved with bad intentions. The road to success is paved with good intentions. That's what it is. So whatever you want to pursue, you're pursuing happiness. Unless you're a madman or a mad woman, unless you're a serial killer, your happiness, the happiness for 99.9% of humanity are good and wonderful things, things that are beneficial to our children, to our grandchildren to our families, our nephews, our nieces, our cousins, our aunts, our uncles. That's the pursuit of happiness. For some people, it's a lot of money. For some people, it's just a decent job that allows them to stay home and spend time with their kids. One of Katrina's favorite shows is Chicago PD. And it's interesting. I was watching it, and there's one guy, he's a young cop, He's one of these guys that go in and break down doors and go inside. And his father's a cop. And he finds out his dad is kind of a 9 to 5, 40-hour-a-week cop, still wears a uniform, and he's been on the job for <laughs> a long time. And him and his dad have clashed over certain things. At the end of the day, he gets together with his dad because they've been arguing fighting and he questions with his boss who knew his dad back in the day and they fought vehemently they were kind of 
enemies, I guess. Then this, this young police officer, the actually detective, kind of revered his boss. His boss, Hank, is like, he's the hero of the show. And he knew that his boss and his dad were these enemies. They saw his dad, here, here, this guy's going in and breaking down doors and working how many hours a week, whatever it takes, get the job done, give him a call at one in the morning. He's there, work till 10, 11 o'clock at night. He's going to be there fighting crime, trying to figure it out. And his dad was just this 40-hour-a-week cop, uniform, and never really grew. Like, his boss grew. They started together, and his boss grew to be this amazing Chicago cop. And at the end, he meets with his dad. And it was such an emotional moment. It's really getting to me. Because his dad explained to him, but his dad was a tough guy. There's no question about that. And he comes off that. You see that in the episode. Him and his dad are talking. And he's questioning why his dad and his boss didn't get along with the ability to start out together and whatever. His dad explains, look, my priority was you. My priority was coming home at the end of the day, taking you to your ball games on the weekend, taking you to Little League, taking you to whatever, spending time with my child, with my son. That was my priority. And yeah, I gave up all this glory. You love it, and I respect that. My priority was spending time with my family. I'm watching that even now. I'm thinking about the episodes. You didn't expect it. You were so sure that the guy did something wrong. And, it, and all of a sudden, this is what comes of it. And yeah, all these years later, he's still in that role. Because that's the role he chose. So the 20 years while his son was growing up, that's where he was. And he wasn't changing. And then you go, wow. Listen to that. Everybody's pursuit of happiness is their own. It's your own. What do you want? It doesn't make you more of a person because you're Elon Musk. It doesn't make you less of a person because you're not. It's your pursuit of happiness. That's what makes this country great. We need to stop judging people on what they have, for the, whether they have a lot of money in the bank or they don't. People have a job. People go to work every day. People do what they love doing. I had mechanics working for me that loved what they did. Salespeople, I've always loved salespeople. I've always, it's so intimidating, you know, to, to make a cold call. It's hard, it's not easy. Everything has its, you know, its barriers, its obstacles. Everything you do. I remember the mechanics loved what they did, working on the Harleys. I, I remember mechanics when, you know, I used to go to the local gas station with your car and the mechanic would just know all about it. You know what your engine was and what it would take and how to fix it, what to get done. They took so much pride in their knowledge and their ability, especially the good ones. So that's a person fulfilling everything that they wanted in life. You could do that in America. The only obstacle, people used to say to me, 
What are you concerned about? Are you concerned that prices are going to go up, prices are going to go down, people are going to stop wanting to ride motorcycles, less people will be going. I'd say, no, I don't, I don't ever worry about the vagaries of the marketplace. You'll only always handle that. It's the government. I'm always concerned about it. And the government regulations, or the, the out-of-control government, and the lawyers, the litigation, those are the things that can stop you in your tracks. Those are the things that are just obstacles that are just so much harder to overcome. Finding the parts, figuring the problem, trying to figure out what's wrong, how to fix it. Yeah, all those things. Making enough money to pay the mortgage, the rent, the overhead. Having to let people go because you can't afford that bigger labor force. Having to, those are hard things to do. They're not easy. You can overcome all of that. Overcoming government relations, government interference with our business, out of control, no tort reform, being able to be sued anytime, any place, and you've got to spend the money, whether you're right, you're wrong, or indifferent. It's extortion. I don't want to get off track. I want to get back to what makes America great, not the obstacles to greatness. What makes America great is each and every individual American who believes that he and she are endowed by our creator with those inalienable rights and among those rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Get out there, pursue that, believe in it, believe you're going to win because you can't win unless you believe you're going to win. If you believe you're not going to win, you're not going to win. If we don't believe that Glenn Young can is going to win. And then and enjoy the day. Enjoy living with that belief. Enjoy seeing it. Don't doubt for a minute. Don't sit there and go, oh, you know, don't bite your fingernails and be overly pessimistic about things. Be optimistic. Enjoy the moment while we're ahead and while we're leading and believe in it. First die, then give up if you have to. I don't think we have to, but hey, that's just me. But I just want everybody to understand how important it is to enjoy this moment, every moment. Don't let it be spoiled by pessimism. Don't take away the enthusiasm, the spirit of this moment. Don't let it take away because you think the odds are against you. The odds are there to be beat. Beat the odds. Always fighting against the odds. You're always fighting. And then it's like on any given Sunday. Anybody can win. It can happen. Certainly we can win when we, the people, are together, fighting together. We believe in the same thing. Very rarely have you seen elections where we're all focused on the same thing. Very rarely. But in this election, what's going on today in America, so many people are focused on schools, on what their kids are learning, on not allowing people in government to call you a racist. We're all together on these things, not allowing to force mask mandates on us, closing down businesses, forcing people to get vaccines. You want to inspire people to get vaccines. I'm vaccinated. I believe in the vaccine. I think it works if it's not perfect. It certainly is proven, from what I've seen, to make COVID less potent. 
Okay? I see that. I believe that. I could be wrong, but that's what I believe. So I'm not going to sit there and rail against the vaccine. But when people say, Mike, more people died in 2021 than died in 2020 of COVID. There are more people with vaccinations, vaxxed people, as they call it, vaxxed people, getting COVID. They were, okay. Well, I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to get vaxxed because it's going to get me blood clots. It's going to get, they have the right to believe that. That's their pursuit of happiness. We have the right in this country not to have our medical histories just put out there for everybody to see. Who gave the right to go into a store and have to show that you've been vaccinated, to walk into a restaurant, to get on an airplane? Enough's enough. You know, you got the left fighting not to have to show an ID to vote. Come on. That's a ridiculous argument right from the get-go. But the same left are the ones who are pushing mask mandates and vax mandates. So you got to prove that you were vaccinated. you got to show your medical history of being vaccinated, according to the left. But you can't show your ID when you vote. I mean, come on. This is just unacceptable. And we're fighting against it. And again, I don't want to talk about what we're fighting against. I want to talk about what we're fighting for. We're fighting for this country that we love and believe in. Believe in it. Fight for it. Believe we're going to win, and we're going to win. You have to believe we're going to win to win. You got to know that. So believe we're going to win. I don't care how many points we're down. I don't care what the situation is. But especially when we have this momentum, believe. Now, I know we don't have a result. We won't have it till tonight. I don't want to wait until this election was over to do this podcast. I came here to Excalibur today. I'm outside talking with my friends. And I said, and I'm listening to them say, oh, yeah, Mike, don't be surprised if Yunkin doesn't win. Don't be disappointed. I'm going, why? And I started thinking about that. And that's what motivated me to come here in the back in the room that Tom, that Tom allows me to come here and do this podcast. Because I don't want anything to take away our beliefs. That's why. So. The next podcast, we'll talk about the actual results. But today, for now, just believe, okay? Just believe. Also, on a podcast coming up, I'm going to have a guest on who I am backing for Congress, okay? His name is Corey Gibson. He's in Washington State. And I'm going to introduce people to this candidate. He's running against a Republican incumbent, and he's a dyed-in-the-wall Total Republican, man. 42 years old. Great guy. He inspires me. Whenever I talk to him, I, and I'm, I'm working on that campaign. I think I'm going to be working on several other campaigns as well because it's so important that we win in a year from now, November of 22. So I'm going to be introducing you to Corey Gibson. I'm not going to say the Corey Gibson. Your chances, this guy's an incumbent now. He's a Republican. No. I'm going to say, Corey, you're going to win, baby. Just know that every minute of every day. And if I didn't believe that, and I couldn't make him understand how important it is to believe that, I wouldn't be working on these campaigns. I wouldn't be doing this. But I do believe. And I'm going to believe again with my last breath. 
I'm New York Mike. This is Roll Right Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. Don't forget to subscribe. Roll Right Radio. Rolling right. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.